Greetings and welcome to Qualified Nonsense. Here at Qualified Nonsense, we tackle the tough questions that you send in with our sage and sound advice. Blood or brains? Witches, rightly blind or unsung heroes? Which one of us is best at bobbing for apples? And is that a euphemism? <laughs> Stick around and find out our thoughts on these questions and more. I'm Jake. I'm Brandon. <laughs> and I'm Matt. And this is Qualified Nonsense. <laughs> Welcome to our <laughs> Halloween episode of <laughs> Qualified Nonsense. Is it? I thought we were just testing out uh, <laughs> Vegas. Testing out a new format. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was testing out my new uh, accent set. <laughs> Why don't we get to know our spooky hosts a little bit more? Do you have oh. a uh, scary fact about yourselves, uh, Matt or Jake? So when we were living in New Jersey, um, the uh, I'm you know uh, hindsight. I think it was like just the strange airflow in our house, but we were relatively new there, and um, and we had gotten a like a, a what like like a like a cellophane balloon <laughs> that was losing air, and it kept traveling to places in the house and i don't believe in supernatural stuff but i got legitimately scared when it kept up like it, it kept moving to places um in the house like sort of around a corner that you would walk to and it was always at head height and it's like a head size balloon so i thought there was someone there every time and i think that if i did believe in the supernatural it was a ghost just fucking with me how long did you let this go on for? You know, you'd think that you'd just pop the balloon, right? But it was our right. birthday balloon for Oscar. And and we uh, actually, you know what? I don't think it was. I think it was a I think it was a uh, a balloon of some sort when he was still in the hospital. So I think I'm remembering that right. I'll have to ask Anna. But but <laughs> it was we we didn't pop it. Yeah. And it just kept floating around and it would go up and downstairs, too. And if it just went upstairs, you'd think that it was the airflow, but it kept going up upstairs and downstairs and like around corners. It was a spooky little balloon. Hmm. So there's a that's... ghost child in your, your house dragging it around. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys? Um, so <clears throat> I've already talked about my house being like legitimately haunted when I was a kid, but uh, however, there there used to be these my uh my block was kind of built around a little park and in the center of this park um there was a crashed car in the back like it and it's kind of crazy how it got down there because nobody really knows it was just one night and it was um they retrieved the person from what i understand but they never retrieved the car so we would go back there as kids and like hit it with sticks and stuff and wait merciful crap my car <laughs> we did go back there one one evening like 
at dusk and I just remember feeling like, I don't know, like somebody was watching me. It was super creepy. Spooky factoid. I had a creepy (laughs) car crash behind my house that just, they just kind of left. They never retrieved the car. They just kind of left it there. And I was like, well, and everything was full. Like there was, there was full liquids everywhere. So as a kid, you go back there with a match, like you could light the gas tank on fire. Jeez. Good old Sandy, Oregon. Back in the good old days, <laughs> you know, before they your, started developing, your, your story reminded me of um, in so so I I grew up on eighty acres ish of of forest and swampland, um, and my folks still live there. And apparently, a neighbor down the road, and a neighbor is like a couple miles away, had a um, a mentally uh, unwell woman that supposedly went off into the forest and never came out and Hmm. that's real that we had well it's real i don't know but that's what we understood to have happened and i think it was you know like before i was born but that was something that when luke and i learned about later we were kind of like um because it's like you know that you know it's like uh the pacific northwest like old growth like huge trees like very mossy the painting the picture it's it's spooky by itself it doesn't need any any help like specifically at like dusk it can get just like naturally it's beautiful but it can also get a little bit it it tickles the imagination of uh of being a little spooky that's dark i didn't mean to have another (laughs) another one brandon what about you uh mine isn't uh that spooky but it is related to blood uh (laughs) no um I have uh, donated over four gallons of blood in my lifetime. Good Lord. And I wanted to thank you for all of that. <laughs> uh, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a, that's a, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, human the, body the body only has like four pints of blood, right? 1.2 to 1.5 gallons. So I've been drained of my blood at least twice. And thank I have an service, appointment though. tomorrow. <laughs> um, Good for you. Good for you. I remember. Uh, I, I I I think <clears throat> when I studied in, uh, I studied abroad in in Mexico uh, after high school, and um, there were restrictions of me giving blood after I came back for a for a period of time, and then I never got back into it. So good on you. I think that's great. I will say it's uh, one of the easiest fastest ways to feel good about yourself <laughs> but, was that because you have um, a beer like immediately afterwards oh and you're really good about your yourself head. Um, <laughs> uh, i feel good about That's myself just how i start the, the start party weekend <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but you date um <laughs> boys i only got 20 bucks for a rack let's go give blood first <laughs> No, um, but if you can, if you're able to, I, I recommend doing it. I know, you know, the Red Cross has like kind of crappy, antiquated policies, but I feel like they're going to be changing those soon. So anyway, why don't we take a spooky little break? <laughs>
Welcome back. <laughs> if you'd like your non-spooky question, comment, or suggestion, possibly read on the show, drop us a line at qualifiednonsense at gmail.com or write to us on our socials. Our first Halloween-themed question comes Ooh. from Kip in Huntsville, Alabama. Kip writes, Hi, team. My friends and I enjoy talking about doomsday planning and the ever-entertaining zombie apocalypse. In recent years, however, things like political unrest and the COVID-19 pandemic has made these thought experiments feel a little less fantastical and a little more within the realm of possibility. Do you think the zombie apocalypse could happen? Are you ready for it? And on a more serious note, though, do you guys have any doomsday plans in place? Thanks, and I hope we never have to worry about any of the above. Thank you, Kip. Yeah, thanks, Kip. Um, well, our previous episode, we uh, were talking about how none of us have guns, so we're at least not prepared in that capacity. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But we do have guns. Yeah, let's our, go. Meaning <laughs> our biceps. Um no, like uh, I, I guess I could see. I don't know. I think a zombie apocalypse could happen in like not so many. Not a zombie, but an apocalypse of just nuclear war or something yeah. along those lines could there's happen. A, there's a there's a variety of options out there. I think. <laughs> um, you know, I so I, I uh, with the you know mentioning COVID nineteen and that I, I, we found ourselves in an interesting situation where we were in. So we were in New Jersey and we were working in New York city. And that's obviously like super high, um, you know, uh, density of population. And, um, I'm sorry. Answer in a Dracula voice, please. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) we were in New Jersey. Um, But what was what was interesting is that obviously everything shut down like everywhere. But um, but we have a family in North Carolina and we have family in Oregon. And it was obviously more difficult for us to get to Oregon um, because it was a lot longer of a trip. But we would we would be able to do a day drive and get to North Carolina. And it got to a point during the summer of 2020 that. Um, that the tri-state area in the New York area, they were, they were um, considering shutting down. And I think they did shut down uh, interstate travel for a period of time. And we had a moment of being like, Oh, well we were thinking about going and we need to go now if we want to ensure that we can get out of the state because we, at the time we, we like needed help with the boys um, because we both had to like work remotely and, schools were closed and all that stuff anyway that was a really long-winded way of saying it's interesting how um how there's already been sort of evidence of the shit hitting the fan and how um attainable it is or rather how how close it i i always think about it being like very far off like very unlikely but it's actually not all that unlikely in fact we've seen it a little bit um, it is, it is, yeah, kind of remarkable with the the pandemic, seeing how cl- how fragile our system is, right, right, and 
Uh, I mean, I, I we haven't seen anything like that in our lifetimes. Our parents haven't. Our grandparents haven't. You know, so it's um, yeah. The closest thing was uh, was the the as I understand it, the Great Depression, where like my grandpa, I remember talked about um, like gasoline rationing, um, which you know, thinking about that in modern times is just <clears throat> sort of bananas. Oh, no, you know what? I guess that wasn't really depression related. I think that was war related. But regardless, like any mm-hmm. sort of gasoline rationing or any sort of like rationing in general is is almost unheard of now. Like all, all they would do is just hike the prices and do it economically as opposed to being like, you can't, you've already used the gas that you need for this week. Well, well uh, at this point, I mean back then you did have people willing to sacrifice for their country and nowadays you right. have people bitching about their rights you know so i i don't think <laughs> that, that would work well right yeah back to the uh the zombie apocalypse i did have a dream actually during covid jake that it was your experience of going from new jersey to uh, north carolina but mm-hmm instead of it being COVID, it was the zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And my worst, I think my worst fear of a zombie apocalypse is like the method, or I guess the lore of which ones you go with. And for me, it's always terrifying to think of like the 28 days later, fast rage the zombies. Fast ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it was, it was me and your shoes going from New Jersey to uh, North Carolina, but we had to escape fast zombies. So it was yeah. terrifying. But what do you what is what do you, what would you guys do? You want slow or fast zombies? Which which is worse? Oh, a slow zombies are mm-hmm. is going to be a way better situation. Twenty eight days later, zombies like give me the willies. Um, yeah, I mean, I do. I think the dead could rise from their graves and walk the earth. No, but do I think something? could happen to turn living people into zombie like creatures like the rage virus. Sure. I think that's certainly possible. Well, I mean, a, some, some a states our... have laws though that like are, are actually preventing. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh about this, but I remember when my grandma was being buried, um, she was being buried. She was being, uh, lowered into the ground. And in the state of Oregon, they have these barriers that you have to have which are like these cement, they say they're for environmental purposes, but they're these cement barriers that have tops on them, almost like a tomb. And then mm-hmm. they pour everything. And in the back of my mind, I thought for a brief minute at my own grandma's funeral, well, at least we're not going to have any zombies in, in Oregon, you know, like, they're... well, yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> to prevent the ground from, from basically from preventing like a hollow. Look, Brandon, that's what the, the government ground. wants you to know. Can collapse yeah that's what they yeah, want what, you to what, what a sheeple remark brandon what a, what a crock of <laughs> shit that's what they want you to think but i mean you know a, a lot of um our urban centers in this country are filled with uh you know untreated mental illness and addiction so in a way we already do have zombies walking the street and <laughs> that sort of like that... apocalyptic scenario like yeah, people yeah. Um, living on the street and uh, well, and also uh, um also uh a book recommendation it's it's a ya novel but it's um pretty entertaining and i think they made it into a movie but um uh it's called girl with all the gifts 
it's about a sort of weaponized version of that that fungus that um that ants get uh that that's like the zombie fungus you guys know about that mm-hmm. where where it's like a fungus that takes over the the uh motor skills motor skills what is it called motor motor functions or... functions yeah of an ant basically it takes them to uh it makes the ant climb to a high point and then the spores sort of oh, explode yeah. out of the head and then the spores infect more things. I watched the old British guy tell me that when he crawls to the front. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, now, well, why I mean, well, on his name? Um, uh, Sir Mil- uh, uh, Attenborough, David Attenborough. Yeah, David I was going to say Milton Burrow. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> Milton Burrow? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, but 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 you know the the book is a dramatization of a zombie apocalypse that's related to this uh, this sort of fungal outbreak, basically. Oh. Um, but it's but that I mean that's the sort of thing that's that's you know very much in the realm of possibility. It's already an existing natural occurrence, and then you know how you know how humans love to weaponize things. Like, yeah, how can of, we make uh... this more dangerous? <laughs> Speaking of weaponizing, the other part of the question, are you ready for it? Mm. The zombie apocalypse, that is. You know, admittedly, I am not. I like to, um, for Christmas a few years ago, I got a a bug out bag book for Christmas on how to best outfit yourself with a, you know, with a, with a ready to go, a go bag. And in case you need to drop everything and go. Um, And admittedly, I could have used one already in my life so i was gonna say couldn't you have used that in 2020 no absolutely (laughs) and and in fact i think i got it before then and it was just you know it's um so so that said that has been something that's sort of been on my mind but i also um recognize i have my own personal insecurities about i don't want to be like a doomsdayer i don't want to be um like doomsday planning because that seems um silly or that seems dramatic. Yeah. How dare you be prepared? Well, no, I mean, that's fair. That's totally fair. And, and why do I care about what people, what people think? But I do have a, I do have an insecurity about it. Cause I don't want to be like, like, I know you're not supposed to use crazy like this, but like, I don't want to be a crazy person like that. Um, but say the, but, but no, well, no, but <laughs> I've thought about it. I've been like, and, and, you know, we, we had the gun conversation a couple of days ago, or I mean, a couple episodes ago, but yeah, I mean, I, I've absolutely thought about it. I, I don't, at, at the end of the day, I feel most comfortable without a gun in the house. But yeah, I mean, I, you, you can't not wonder about self-protection, especially in tumultuous times like these. I've been rambling. Please, someone else Brandon, talk. how set up uh, is your home no. for zombies? I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't have any... <laughs> I don't have any doomsday plans. Um, I mean, we do uh, keep fresh stores of water and we have rain barrels and um, we do have a number of fruit trees and we have some vegetables growing, but like nothing more. I mean, if we had to leave, we, we don't really have any plans, but um, you can stick it out and fight. I respect that, Brandon. <laughs> Well, like windows, um, get, windows getting busted out. Do you do you do you have like things that you could do like you could brace them with? Uh, yeah. I mean, we I, I have lumber here that yeah I could you know nail over the windows. But um, as far as yeah 
defense. I don't, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know what I, I, I have, I guess, garden tools or I have a chainsaw or <laughs> I yeah, I've, I've got a bunch of good, like, like, uh, household melee tools. Yeah. You got teenage mm-hmm. killing you stuff, not zombie preparing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I got it. I mean, yeah. aside from the couple of uh, landmines planted out back, that's, I mean. Girls, don't go over there. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the no, shipping like, container you planted in your backyard. Yeah. You buried in your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, like like Jake, I feel pretty conscious of it sometimes of, uh, like, I'll, I'll think about our, our home is technically three stories because we're on a sloped lot. So we have a daylight basement that has, like, a sliding glass door and our main windows. Like I'm always thinking like, what if, what would I do to block all this off? Should we just need to have like one window on the back side of the house that zombies couldn't climb to like the room I'm in now is on the third story and it's just a sheer wall down, but everything else under me, they could just break through. So I guess I'd be more of a, I'd take the path of trying to not let people in versus trying to kill them if they do come in. I would take. Oh no, absolutely! You wouldn't want to. Yeah, just if they were zombies, listen. I guess like fuck it, I'd kill them. Yeah, but all you have to do is like kill enough to make the make a little zombie wall. That's you true. Know, that's that's only a, a, a few dozen. <laughs> and uh, then I speak- guess outside of that, we do have um one of the buckets that has like fifty days worth of food in it. Actually, I think it's probably expired now. We got it when we first moved in. <laughs> It's supposed to. It's supposed to not expire, but we you moved put in. Put bananas in there, and uh... no, they're, no, they're like MREs. They're... No, I know. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, that you bought from uh, Infowars or something like that. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, I bought them on the out of a, <laughs> bought them out of a magazine on the on the plane. Promo code Sandy Hook never happened. Get twenty percent off. No. <laughs> Wish I would have. He owes he owes what nine hundred and thirty eight million dollars oh or something like that. So now? much money. Yeah. <laughs> As a promo code. <laughs> uh, that's pretty I'll good. just put Alex Jones in our hashtags on this episode so we can at least steal oh, some God. of his listeners. No, please no. <laughs> deal with those comments. <laughs> um Turn the frogs right. gay. No. Um <laughs> I'll eat your ass. I will. On a more serious note, though, do you guys have any doomsday plans in place? I guess we kind of already answered that, but like, Jake, do you keep food? No. Or... So actually, I don't. We have we have our our normal stock of food, which is which is on the high side, I think. So, but but it's not. Um... You think so, but you have two small kids, and then a week goes by, and you're like, where the fuck did all my food go? No, you're absolutely no. That's a really solid point, and and now you've got me thinking about it. Um, Guess we're gonna have to start rationing for the kids. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I've been meaning to buy a Connex and burying it in the backyard, so that's this is gonna go. Perfectly. I would think I. I mean, if we're, I, I think I would rather stay and fight rather than flee and be on the oh. run. I've done the fleeing um, and be on the run. Not fun, guys. So just fucking. Well, I mean, try, because the other one. I feel There's probably super a number exposed. of people who do like the the roads would be clogged up if you I mean depending on what type of fuel if you have an electric car if you have a gas powered car you're gonna have trouble finding fuel for your vehicle I what if what if you get a flat yeah. tire and you're just completely exposed yeah your car breaks down then what do you do it, it, yeah there are just um, countless 
ways in which things go, you know, horrible. <laughs> like if if this shit hits the fan, uh, I've got a I've got a friend who <clears throat> who has a he, he's sort of a funny bit about this. Um, he's uh you know in in he worked in New York and there was a lot of people that were like, oh man, I would just you know if if like things went really bad, I'd I'd go out into the forest and I could you know fend for myself and. And I could like set up camp and I would just be, I would just be like a, a, a mountain person, like a, like a forest person. And, and his bit is that like, there are already for, forest people and they are, they've been doing it longer and they've been doing it better than you for a long time. So like, if you think that this is a novel idea, um, but I, I think that that same logic can be applied to most doomsday flea scenarios. Um, I, I, I saw somebody post on twitter um kind of uh well middle of the pandemic that um they they work at a grocery store and uh there's a customer of theirs who comes in and buys supplies like quarterly or whatever and they live off the grid and they don't have tv or radio or anything and he said that this guy came into the store like right after the pandemic had started and there were all these like signs saying like wear a mask and stuff and the guy like he came in to get like uh, rice or beans or something like a big thing of it and he just yelled like can somebody please tell me what's going on (laughs) oh my god (laughs) he thought he was on punked or something (laughs) that's wild um one one last sort of thought that i have on on the uh the zombie side of things that there was um there was a lot of discussions of exponential growth <clears throat> during the pandemic like during the height of the pandemic uh meaning that things were um like infection rate was doubling so every time one person got infected two people got infected and two people turned into four people and four per- people turned into eight people or uh 16 people rather um and uh and i <clears throat> I I recommend um, everybody checking out just for for general good times. There's a YouTube channel called Corridor Digital. They do a lot of visual effects stuff. But um, one of the things they did, they did a visual representation of what exponential growth looks like because the human brain doesn't really compute it very well. Um, um, but it's a it's an interesting uh, visual representation that they make of. Um, you know, the, the example they use is filling up the Grand Canyon with water um, exponentially and how quickly no water can turn into the entire Grand Canyon being full of water based on exponential growth. Anyway, it's it's I'm, I'm sort of rambling, but it's mm-hmm. um, but it's I think it's really worth checking out because there there has been a lot of uh, discussion about what exponential growth is Um and it's, you know, it's the same sort of idea of like not being able to fold paper more than whatever it is, like six times in half before it gets to be two or 10 times, eight times, something like that. Check out Exponential Growth. It's really interesting. It's a lot of fun. It's a fun thought experiment. I have not, uh, knock on wood, uh, gotten COVID yet. Same. I got it. Luckily. Beat it, conquered it, walk away. Beat it. 
I got it after like the vaccines were available and it was like two days. And I, again, this is just my personal experience, but it was like two days of actually being sick and then five additional days of testing positive. So it was oh. really boring. All right. Well, Kip, uh, hopefully we answered your question. Um, why don't you write us back and let us know what you and your friends would plan in a zombie apocalypse? Yeah. Good luck, Kip. Our next terrifying tale or question uh, comes from <laughs> comes from Casey in Gilbert, Arizona. Casey writes, "Hi guys." Near where I live, we have a few fun local legends and lore, like the Chupacabra, or that certain old buildings and houses are supposedly haunted. What are some fun, spooky local legends in your area that you're aware of? Ooh. <laughs> um, I guess I'll go first, because I don't have a whole lot to say about mine. Uh, it's, I've never been there, but I do know of it. In Walla Walla, Washington, there's the... Uh, the Whitman Massacre National Historic Site, um, where the Whitman missionaries, correct, Brandon? Uh-huh. Were killed, um, resulting in a war. Um, and the site is reported to be haunted and still hear hooves in several spots around the site. Clip-clop, clip-clop, clip-clop. Is that, is that w- w- when was that? That was a long time ago? Missionaries 1847. Okay. So the war was the war between like an indigenous group and the K Kays war. Is that how you pronounce it? Cayuse. Oh. Cayuse. Cayuse. Gotcha. Interesting. I sound really knowledgeable about the thing that I'm referencing. <laughs> <laughs> but That's it did. Okay. It did last. Uh, it lasted seven years. That war. What? Mm-hmm. Yikes. Lots of lots of potential dead people haunting. <laughs> I found a I found one in uh, in Raleigh that's an adjacent town to um, to where I live in Durham <clears throat> and the better uh, towns but it's called Raleigh is no way there's some may say yummy yummy breweries <laughs> in in Durham um, I like Durham uh, spinning in, so so there's a there's this um there's this statue in a cemetery. Uh, Brandon, you told me what the difference between a a cemetery and a graveyard is. It's a cemetery. Um, It's called the Spinning Angel. And uh, basically, it's this this statue that was made to commemorate the person who's buried under it at a Ratcliffe. um, And born in 1880, died um, tragically and suddenly. I don't have the details on that, but it was it's that's notable at the age of 38. Um, and the, um, the statue face, well, the statue is of an angel, but the face is, um, a very detailed face of the, of the liking of Etta Radcliffe. And so, um, I think it unnerves people because it's very lifelike. Um, and the legends around it is that the passerbys specifically during the dusk nighttime time, um, the eyes follow them. You can you can see the eyes sometimes follow you, and uh, on occasion you can see the statue fully turn its head to watch you as you pass, which is where the name uh, the uh, the spinning angel because the head can spin. 
Ooh, spooky. Very scary. Scary. <laughs> what you got, Brandon? Uh, I have a number of things because I, I like looking this stuff up. Um, the first thing, uh, so I, I live in Eugene, Oregon. Um, first thing I found was South Eugene High School's auditorium is supposedly haunted after a student fell to their death in the late 50s from a catwalk uh, onto the seats below. Uh, which um, I th think we're going to uh, for Halloween they're doing um, a play version of Night of the Living Dead so I think we're going to South oh, Eugene that's cool. High School's auditorium uh, <laughs> to go watch that so Sweet. I'll let you know I'll report back yeah. with any any hauntings uh, take some, take some uh, holy water with you I guess <laughs> um, just in case just in case also, uh, there's a, a Pioneer Cemetery uh, next to the U of O campus where people have claimed to see figures. Uh, also, related to the U of O campus, uh, in room 101 in Stafford Hall, there are several reports of a dark figure peering into the windows of that classroom. Oh, that's just Jerry. Uh, Jerry! <laughs> Jerry, get, get out of there! Um, this, this one's uh, actually kind of interesting. It was in the, the news recently. Um, in the 80s, there was a serial killer who killed three women here and then one in Salt Lake City who was identified through DNA earlier this year. They It was a cold case. And, um, they, oh, I remember uh, that. They narrowed it down to, to who it was. and uh, I mean, it turned out he killed himself in 1988 in Springfield, but... Um, they were able to use DNA to figure out who did it. Unrelated to the area where I live, uh, just in Oregon in general, uh, this one was kind of interesting. The town of Lafayette, which is between McMinnville and Dundee, is mm. said to have a curse over it since the 1800s when a woman accused of witchcraft was hanged for her crimes. And before she in died, she uh, it just says the 1800s. Oh, the 1890s, okay. Uh, before she died, she placed a curse on the town that it would burn down three times, and since then, it has burned down twice. Uh, and then I kind of looked it up a little further, because that's not what happened. Um, what really happened <laughs> was that a, a man named Richard Marple and his wife Julia and his mother Anna moved to Lafayette in 1885 and Richard was unable to keep a job and allegedly became a criminal. Richard's mother, Anna, became involved with a local shop owner named David Corker uh, and he, Corker, was <laughs> eventually found to have been killed brutally with an axe. Uh, Richard was brought in for questioning by police but maintained his innocence. However, evidence of the murder was found in Richard's home and since nobody could confirm his alibi, Richard was convicted of first-degree murder in April of 1887, with his mother being indicted as an accomplice, uh, although the charges were later dropped due to a lack of evidence. And then in 1887, Richard was hung in front of the town, uh, the strangulation lasting 18 minutes before he succumbed to death, Jesus. and his mother allegedly then yelled that the town would burn and never thrive. So the town has burned twice. Uh, Interesting. But, that's a better story uh, so, than the first one. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't a witch, but 
uh, and then the last thing I have is uh, in the eastern part of the state. It is said that the dead volcano Malheur Butte, which overlooks the town of Ontario, which is on the border of Oregon and Idaho, uh, is the home of many secret witches ceremonies. The witches draw their power from the Snake River, which is one of only two rivers in the U.S. that runs south to north. Uh, people have also reported being chased by dark, shadowy imps the size of dogs there. Dogs? <laughs> no. <laughs> Coyotes. Coyotes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, oh, where, I, where yeah. I come from, we just call them dogs. <laughs> Wait, are there are there still witches having ceremonies there? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I think. I also they... didn't realize that the snake ran south to north. I, I, I never don't think know I that. did either. Yeah, kind huh. of interesting. Spooky. That must doesn't be where you it, charge it... your moon crystals. <laughs> doesn't it run into yeah. the Columbia? Yeah, it just uh, jumps over. You know, it, it's already running. South, it's already running south to north. May as well just hop over that way too. <laughs> I'll add one more to that, and this is a place that I did visit as a kid, also in Oregon, uh, not where I'm from or currently live, but it's Battery Russell in Fort Stevens. Uh, it was built during World War II to uh, defend our coast from the Japanese that did actually fire on Battery Russell once. It was the um, only place in the continental U.S. that yeah. got hit by enemy fire during World War II. Yeah. And the, uh, the, the lore is, is that you can... Um, see one of the fallen soldiers um, walking around there. Although nobody died when they fired on us, so it's uncertain as to which war this soldier came from. <laughs> but there's a soldier apparently walking around there. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> nobody, so nobody, yeah, nobody died when they fired um, on on the base. So why there's a dead soldier there? You just nobody spot. died of natural causes there or <laughs> no they, no nobody nobody was reported to ever die at battery wrestle so just somebody <laughs> from a war i mean you you know if you were a ghost if i was a ghost i'm not gonna find like a nice place to to haunt you know i'm gonna go to somewhere spooky i'm gonna i'm gonna figure out like i'm gonna market myself well the <laughs> best place i can find to, to spook people well also i wouldn't want competition <laughs> right so like if i was like oh well let's go to whatever's the you know if i was a ghost and i looked up 10 most haunted cities in the u.s i wouldn't go there i'd be like what oh this place had Ooh, uh, oh yeah this place yeah. had a missile fire on it and nobody died well i could go there surely What's there's a place no where other teens go to drink uh, <laughs> <laughs> i could fuck with those guys <laughs> that's why they're in the high school auditorium nobody really <laughs> fell from the rafters it's just like i want to go fuck with some teenagers <laughs> that's funny um i uh i had um an, another another thought so um i was in louisville for um a short period in 20 20 2008 2008 2009 and um my folks came to stay um and see some shows that that i was in and they stayed at there's, there's a number of um spooky haunted places in louisville kentucky in like the old town area <clears throat> and my folks stayed at a place where there was it was known to have um either one or two ghosts and i should have conferred with them beforehand but they apparently there's an old guy an old uh 
ghost there that that pinches the bottoms of women and <laughs> that that come to stay and, and like in the stair in the stairway um and and it's like it's a part of the um it's a part of the marketing for the place that it's like a it's like a fun thing that that um you you know that that people enjoy talking about where and, is this this is a museum no it's a it's a bed and breakfast Oh, so the owner just is like a perv. <laughs> that, that's, what I, that's what I was like. That's, that was definitely my initial thought. But apparently there's a number of, uh, you know, because it's. Uh, that's what I thought. But no, there's a number a of women that say that it happened to them. <laughs> They're pretty sure it was a ghost. And then, and then like there's like, all these turn complaints around. in the morning. <laughs> oh, no, we're just uh, full up with ghosts. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, gosh, it's ghost season. <laughs> no, uh, um, but it was it was kind of fun. You know, um, my 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 folks also don't um prescribe to i mean uh subscribe to that um i ain't afraid of no ghosts that that notion of thinking but but they enjoyed having the story like hearing the stories and <laughs> their bottoms know, pinched getting their bottoms pinched i'm sure my dad was my like oh man only the women's horny bottoms. old ghost <laughs> horny old ghost <laughs> yeah i've always wondered well, like what do you like what would you if like you could unveil a ghost at any moment, like when something's bad's happening, like they're scaring the shit out of you at your house or the drawers are all flying open. Like if you could mm-hmm. unveil a ghost, like would you see them secretly just like have the biggest grin on their face? Like, Oh yeah. No, look at them. They're terrified. Or are they really like, are they super mean about it? I've always been, I would always be curious to know that. Yeah. Yeah. So are they, well, so, I mean, I'm you're talking about cabinets, and I could the only scene I can think of in film is Poltergeist. That that fantastic. Um, they all just like dart open. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, are they are they? You know, they're always depicted in movies as as doing that. But like in real life, if they were in real life, I, I do think that they would just be fucking with people. They're not like right, like even even if a ghost just hasn't realized that they've crossed over, what person in real life would just be like, you know what? I'm just going to slam all these drawers open and turn all these lights on and off. Nobody does that. So is, are, they, are they doing it just to fuck with you? What is a like ghost a, a, motivation? Yeah. Hey, Google. What's your motivation? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, there we go. Well, Thank you, Casey, for the question. Uh, any listeners, yeah, feel free to email in any fun local lore in your area. Yeah, uh, I, I enjoy that. I, I that, that, that enjoy be... reading it. Tell us yeah, about same. your local haunt. <laughs> and with that, I think we've had the sheet scared out of us, so we better take a break. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. What about? <laughs> Keep on. That. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I ain't afraid of no oh ghosts. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. It is probably going to sound like some like mildly offensive. Like, I'm just trying to be a vampire. It's like, yeah, well, you sound. Yeah. Yeah. You're trying to do a poor and Russian my, accent. My accent definitely slid into some like Brazilian. <laughs> yeah. It is this time in the. <laughs> hey, oh, man! <laughs> I, I I really do appreciate the like what we do in the shadows. The yeah, <laughs> the... 
it is the time where we go and we have the lightning round questions. Um, <laughs> but really, it is the time in the episode where we do the lightning round. We're going to ask each of us three questions and we'll spend one to two minutes. Uh, in true fashion, this show will probably go longer. But um, first lightning round, Brandon. Slasher movie or Supernatural? And which one was your favorite? Or do you have a favorite film in that genre? Um, I would, I would probably say, uh, just in general, supernatural movie. I think slasher movies get kind of repetitive over time, um, kind of more formulaic. Um, and and like, I, I mean, it, I wouldn't say it's my favorite or anything, but probably the the supernatural movie that scared me the most is the first uh paranormal activity movie like that one legitimate like a, a lot of horror movies don't really scare me but like that one worked on me that one scared me Agreed. i never saw any of those <laughs> uh, yeah, like, i mean so... admittedly like i avoid all of them <laughs> i avoid all of them likewise i don't watch them i don't watch either of them because they work on me like with slasher movies um what was the uh, the strangers where that was just a slasher movie, but I heard like I had seen a report that the basis like they loosely based it on how the Mansons chose like their victims. Sometimes they just knocked on a door and they're like, why are you doing this to us? It was like, oh, mm-hmm. because you were home. I was like, holy shit, my neighbor could walk over and do that. Yeah. Like, that scares Wouldn't me. They call them like creepy crawls or something like they would like go yeah. through a neighborhood and yeah. Yeah. They would just see like who's <laughs> home. Um, and then like with supernatural Ooh. movies they also like they work on me there's a reason why i don't watch this shit but like 100 percent, the very first paranormal activity i watched not too many years ago and it's been out for what decade a uh, decade or more uh, yeah at this point so it's like i already knew it was fake you know it's fake and they've already made seven other movies but i watched the first one i was like god damn it <laughs> every time every time okay uh Kara's like, why are you walking upstairs with the lights on? I was like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Mind your business. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't. So um, I don't. uh, I guess I'm more interested in the supernatural. I have seen only a handful of slasher movies and um the one that sort of the last slasher movie I saw was um, Hostel. And that was just a lot for me. So I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> uh, so I don't watch slasher movies. Um, <clears throat> so I'm not up to date on those, nor am I really up to date on the supernatural ones because they, they give me the spooky spookies. So um, I really enjoyed, I already mentioned it, but I really enjoyed, I remember enjoying um poltergeist um i know that's like old now but um i enjoyed it but i was also spooked by it and then and i don't i don't want to watch anymore i did see a i saw a pretty funny uh parody that was what's the what was the puppet's name in hostel in hostel no no no, sorry that was saw saw never mind oh jigsaw jigsaw it was uh, if Jigsaw worked in an office and he was just harassing the employees of like Janet, 
Janet. She's like, what? She's like, they're in a call center. He's like, I'm on a call. What do you want? She's like, Janet. He's like, do you want to play a game? She's like, no, I don't want to play a game. <laughs> he's like, he just like stares at her for a minute and he's, your virus, your, your computer is infected with 400 units of porn. What do you do? <laughs> it was it was actually pretty funny. So, you know, we'll put the, we'll put the link in our social feeds. <laughs> I will say of slasher movies, I, 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 I'm a big fan of the Halloween series. Did you still, see which is still going, going, right? Yeah, they just released another yep. one. I yep. saw it. Supposedly the last one. <laughs> was it good? Uh, it was okay. <laughs> it was um, it was better Oscar than the best one I thought. Uh, I, it's it's actually kind of a divisive movie. I've been reading reviews online and. People either hate it or they really like it. And I'm kind of in the middle, but hmm. what's your pulse on the uh, Oscar buzz for it? Uh, actually, uh, I, I will say I do think it's um, it's probably some of the best acting I've seen from Jamie Lee Curtis in a really long time. She does a really good job in it. Nice. Nice. Uh, and well, then, yeah, Supernatural. I would probably say my favorites. They're Shining or The Exorcist. So, yeah, The Shining's got to be up there too for me. As far as it, it did, it did its job. It scared me, and I enjoyed it. Hmm. Did you guys see the follow up? Uh, the 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 second the Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. I did. I like that one too. Did you see it? No, I haven't seen it. No. Oh. I remember, see, like, you know, it came out what a year or two ago, and I remember being interested in it, <clears throat> but only interested because <laughs> if I haven't mentioned it already, <laughs> I, I'm a scaredy cat. <laughs> well, let's take the uh, next question to a lighter-hearted sector. Mm. Favorite Halloween candy. Hmm. I personally always loved the Reese's Pieces Batman cups. Like, um, or not Batman, but Bat cups. Hmm. And then as a kid, I really loved the pumpkin candy corns. I don't know why. Oh, the pumpkin candy corns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though it was the same. Yeah, those are fun. Thing. Like bite off the top and then you smash them together. Brandon? You know, a candy that I, I mean, I haven't had in... Uh, probably 30 years but something that i did love as a kid that i I don't even know know if they make anymore are uh wax lips i was just gonna say like that was one of the worst halloween experiences that i had because i I mean yeah as as a candy it sucks but like i i like the ones with like the vampire fangs yeah i love those as a kid they're alive and well well do you remember some of them like some of them would be filled with like liquid candy Really? I had it happen. I had it happen once, and then ever from there on out, all I got were solid ones. And so I'd bite into them. There's nothing worse than just a mouthful of wax. <laughs> like, it's I mean, it's edible, awful. right? Like it. Yeah, but I mean, you don't want yeah. to. But... I mean, they they wouldn't give them to children if they weren't edible, I suppose. But um, I yeah, I I, I love, I love those. But as as far as regular candy goes, I don't know, probably a Snickers bar. I yeah. thought you were going to go with uh, circus peanuts there in the beginning. 
<laughs> Apple. Jake. Apple. No. <laughs> you um, would say an apple. No, no. I, Raisins. I probably. Nature's candy. <laughs> Nature's candy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, I, I think um, Snickers. Um, I'm trying to think of the other like like Halloween specific, can- like the candies that come out during Halloween. I mean, um, if you think about it, a lot of them are just the same candies with different sure, shapes. Just in small sizes or yeah, like the like the bats and the. You know, as a kid, I didn't like candy corn and then um, or I just thought it was like fine. But as an adult, I enjoy candy corn a little more like regular candy corn or the flavored candy corns that they have now. Uh, I didn't know that there were flavored so regular, but I mean, they flavored... make cho- chocolate candy corns. Oh yeah. No, not chocolate candy corns. I saw no, they, they have uh they're like, like tailgate candy corn or something that came out this year where it's uh like hamburger and hot dog flavor, <laughs> <laughs> like all these like, gross flavors. Of course you already have to take a questionable candy and make it worse. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. All right. Would you rather encounter a vampire or a werewolf? Brandon. A vampire. I feel like a werewolf would just fuck you up right away. And a werewolf, uh, a vampire, I feel like you could either reason with or get away from. Okay. As long as you didn't invite them into your house. (laughs) <laughs> mm, but do you know do you know jake they're a vampire before um you know in the world that i'm doomsday ready and i've got a gun and i've already bought silver bullets maybe a, maybe a werewolf because isn't it silver silver bullets mm-hmm. yeah silver mm-hmm. yeah no, coors lights I, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> kill him with I'm a party ready. kill him with a good time <laughs> kill him with a good time <laughs> Hey, sailor, like what you see? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that, y- yes, w- werewolves, I think, are more vicious, would be more vicious, and you'd get torn apart pretty quickly. But there's something inherently um, sinister and scary. I-, I think of werewolves in the same way that I think of, like, a lion, whereas, like, I would probably lose, but I kind of think I you know, would stand a strategic chance. Whereas a vampire has all of the human strategy and strategy and, and then also, and like hundreds of years of living and uh, manipulation. Oof. No, thank I'll, you. <laughs> I'll add to my, my answer is that I, I wouldn't mind being a vampire. Like if, if I were <laughs> to be, like, Hey, come on. In. No, see, that's if exactly I where be, I was going to go with it. Like, I mean, being a bride of Satan or whatever, I think would be a lot more fun than being a a werewolf. (laughs) Well, also, I think like you could. So we all agree that a (laughs) werewolf, a werewolf would just like it would hurt everything with a werewolf would hurt. Like it would scratching and biting and and not the good way. So (laughs) (laughs) like, thank you for for clarifying that. (laughs) But with a with a vampire, you'd be like, look, all right, get your fill. Don't kill me, but can I also be like, can I be a vampire? And they'll probably be like, ah, that though. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Or what if they made you like their servant 
you know, like they have like a F- the familiar, re- like a real human person to, yeah, like no. do their bidding or whatever during the day. Nope. If if what we do in the shadow taught me nothing, I would not be a familiar. They just string <laughs> you along, fucking conniving bastards. So, all right, well there you have it, lightning round. well this concludes our first or introductory spooky halloween spooktacular our first annual i think that's i think that's the way you say it (laughs) this is our maiden voyage of Mm -hmm. spooky so with that thank you for listening don't forget to rate, review, share, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. Send your advice questions to qualifiednonsense at gmail.com or hit us up on our socials, qualified underscore nonsense on Instagram and TikTok or at QN Podcast on Twitter. Special thanks to uh, Casey and Kip for this week's questions. We'll see you back here next Wednesday for another non-spooky episode of Qualified Nonsense. We'll see you in hell. (laughs) See you next time.